Child, I am a bad friend. I am a horrible friend. I am a horrible bitch. I know I ain't called you girls. I ain't gonna say I ain't called y'all girls, but every time I called y'all, I had a problem and I wanted something. Buy my book, share my post, join my live. Like, I always wanted some. You know how when a nigga call your phone and you know they want some shit, so you don't even answer. But the difference is, y'all girls been answering for me. Thank you. I've been a horrible friend. I feel like we ain't really talked, just talked. And by two weeks, I ain't got to see how y'all girls was doing. Y'all ain't got to see how I was doing. Nothing. I just, every time I hit your line, I want some shit, child. But today, I don't want nothing. Girl, today I just called to talk, just called to run my mouth, child, just called to kiki and kick the shit. Um, it is something I something I wanna wanna address, but we'll get there, girl. Welcome back to the Cake Dish Podcast, honey. What is going on? What is the tea? I feel like I ain't talked to y'all girls. Oof. In about two weeks, last time we talked, we was talking about that billionaire and his billionaire wife. And I have made a conscious effort that I'm not finna talk about Yay and Kim no more. Because honestly, though, honestly, their situation really is podcast talk show gold. Because you can make five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten episodes just on the drama that they got going on alone. Like, you really can. So, I understand why us podcasters and talk show hosts and all that. Like, I understand why we, you know, talk so much about these folks. But, um, yeah, girl, I am kind of, I- I'm kind of stepping away from that. I'm kind of stepping away from from that. It's it's just like draining. It's it's a couple going through a divorce. It's too sometimes shit just get a little too social media e for me, and I I just can't. I just can't be bothered, yeah. So I ain't really finna talk. I just said I ain't gonna talk about them people and look at me talking about the people. But but speaking of Kim Kardashian, I do want to talk about something <laughs> something not related to her men's, but. It was um it was something that was going on on social media actually today where y'all know Hazel E from Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I think that was her season. But anyway, Kim K is at went to some Balenciaga thing maybe in Paris. I don't know. I seen Lil Baby and Jada there and all the rich people was at this Balenciaga thing. <laughs> okay, I don't know what it is, but Anyway, Kim had on like this yellow Balenciaga duct tape bodysuit. So it's basically a bodysuit and they put yellow Balenciaga duct tape all over it. And the shit was fly as hell. So, <clears throat> excuse me, child. Allergies, allergies starting to kick my ass. Y'all know the routine. But Hazel E, um, after the, the picture of Kim K went viral, obviously, Hazel E got on the line and she posted a picture it was like a friend, like a like some joggers look like. But anyway, they had like yellow tape, and the yellow tape had writing on it. Um, and pretty much all Hazel E was saying was, "This was throwback to a couple years ago. I forgot the exact year, and it was by a smaller designer, and you know, big brands rip off smaller black creators for their work, and you know, they need to give them credit." Now. This is a part of social media I don't like. This is the, the the hidden aspect of social media that I do not like. So, Hazel E did not come at Kim Kardashian, and I'm not a I'm not a Hazel E girl. I never have, never will be. But right is right, wrong is wrong. And 
Hazel E did not come at Kim Kardashian at all with that post. She did not say anything bad about her. She did not say this bitch stole my look. She didn't say any of that bullshit. And yet, when it was posted on the blogs, well, some blogs, the the few blogs that I seen posted, they kind of insinuated that she was on some fuck Kim Kardashian type of time, and that she was trying to comfort her. See that that's the part of blogging that I will never like. I will never be able to get used to that because Hazel E said what she said. You knew what she said. It was no second guessing what she said. She made it very clear. She didn't say anything about Kim. She didn't say anything about, you know, Kim Kardashian needs to give me my credit. No, what she said was a very, very valid point. And honestly, if you're a black creator or a black designer, then you should not have had a problem with anything that Hazel E said because she was really taking up for you and your tribe and what you got going on. What she said is, the same shit that y'all say about fashion over that they rip off black designers and black creators and smaller creators that cannot compete with them so can't take any type of action when they do the shit but y'all chew that girl up for that see y'all get like people get so focused on the goddamn messenger that they miss the fucking message like that girl was not going at kim k but that's the easy thing to do is oh hazel being a hater hazel is coming at kim kardashian like nah bitch she never said nothing about kim k and again i'm not a hazel e girl but she didn't say nothing about kim kardashian whatsoever nothing about what she said said kim kardashian i'm hating on her that bitch need to give me my credit because i did it first no 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 so it's like into the blogs that posted it they i'm not gonna say they downright posted it like oh look hazel is hating on kim but there's a specific type of wording that you do and a specific type of innuendo and y'all knew what the fuck y'all were doing y'all like people say things to get a certain type of reaction so when it's twisted and said in a certain way you may not say hazel e's hating on kim kardashian but you might say hazel e speaks out after Car- if after kim kardashian's balenciaga look you know what i'm saying like you you don't write out say she hating or you'll be like hazel e um with a statement regarding kim's new look you know what i mean anytime you throw kim in the caption or a lot of bloggers do this thing they'll say oh hazel e speaks out about black creators but they'll put a little picture of kim kardashian next to the statement so you know what i'm saying so it's like all of that is going to get the reaction that you're looking for. And the reaction is Kim Kardashian fans are going to swarm it. You know what I mean? They're going to like it. People are going to call Hazel a hater. You're just going to get more engagement all the way around. And that's messy to me. Um, Cause I, I don't think you need to do that. I don't think you need to do that because uh, uh, what's her name? Hazel. Now she got to get dragged on the internet for no fucking reason. You know, so I, I just, I thought that was kind of nasty. And especially from you boutique girls, you fashion designer girls, you you hair care product girls, you you know, create you black creators, period. She, that was really like a fight for y'all and y'all motherfucking rights and the injustice that black creators often face. But 
the lie was better. The lie was more entertaining. So neither here nor there. What else is going on in the world? Speaking of blogs, because I ain't seen y'all in just as long. Uh, Queen Elizabeth is dead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because Jason Lee told us. I thought that was so funny. That was up there with one of the funniest days on Twitter. Like, that was up there when we found out 21 Savage was from fucking England. That was fucking funny, y'all. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> the queen is dead per Jason Lee. Listen, I fuck with Jason Lee because you know what Jason Lee did? He stood on it. Period. I said the bitches that she's dead. If I said the queen is dead, the queen is dead. Like, I love that for him. It was one article that came out and was like something like Hollywood unlocked backtracks on the story. And Jason Lee said, No, 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 no. I didn't backtrack. <laughs> like I said what I said. <laughs> That's me as fuck. Like, listen, I'm 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 sticking to what I said. I could be wrong as hell, but I said what I said. And that's what I said. Like, I don't give a fuck what you talk about. I said what I said. And I just thought that shit was so funny. I personally still think the queen is dead. I honestly truly do because ain't nobody seen the queen since that came out. And they talking about she done returned to active duty. That lady is gone. She is gone. And I think they're trying to find, since the well, since the proper channels were in taking to like announce that she was gone they trying to do a little damage control honey the queen is dead <laughs> the queen is dead for jason lee bitch i was living for that i thought that shit was so funny and then i love how jason lee posted like a complete timeline of what took place before they announced that she was dead and exactly how the sources line up Funny as hell to me. I thought that was so fucking funny. So I was here for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> drag me, girl. Drag me. I thought that shit was priceless and hilarious. That's how long it's been since we spoke, though. It's been so much shit. The world is going to shit. Climate change, war, a whole bunch of other shit they said in the Bible, child. The world is going to hell. That's why I encourage everybody to fucking live. Like, honestly. I remember, what was that, like, 2020 when we was all, like, it was another funny moment on Twitter when we was talking about, like, World War Three. It was hilarious. But, you know, shit is actually getting real, so them jokes not really hitting the same. Prayers to Ukraine and, you know, just that whole situation is very, very sad. It's just very sad. The world is in such a sad place. Like, when I get on social media... I go through, especially on Twitter, because Twitter is the easiest, but I've muted a lot of shit because I don't want to see it. Like, no tea, no shade. I don't want to know what's going on in Russia and Ukraine anymore. Just for the simple fact, I don't want to see it. It's too sad. It's just way too sad for me. It's not for me. I don't want to know. I don't want to see. I don't want to hear. It's just, I just don't. Like, anytime it comes up, I mute whatever hashtag is associated with it, whatever word. And I've honestly said, I've, I think I've done a really good job of cleansing my timeline with this shit. That's one thing I really love about Twitter is that you have the capability to mute keywords and just certain words. When you don't want to see them, I love that. Because I don't, I don't want to see. I don't, I don't want to see a lot of that shit. But prayers to everybody over there. Um, what else is going on in the world, girl? I I haven't really been keeping up with the news, but I want to talk about something that a term that I learned 
called imposter syndrome and somebody told it to me on twitter actually because i think i was talking about myself twitter has really been like a diary for me lately i'm not even gonna hold y'all like i've been tweeting a lot of things on my personal page and my podcast page and I hope I don't get emotional. If I get emotional, bitch, I'm going to change the motherfucking subject because I'm not in that type of mood. But I learned about this term called imposter syndrome. And I didn't know what the hell this is. So per Google, it says imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishment. Many question whether they're deserving of accolades. <clears throat> and it kind of hit me a little bit. Um kind of so let me see if i can explain this well if i can't explain it well grandma cut this whole portion out and y'all ain't gonna hear it no way so let's let's see if i can kind of voice how i've been feeling in regards to this so we obviously not have a book out in the wiki we trust thank you to everybody who is purchasing and reading and loving my book like i love y'all for loving me and my book and i'm so appreciative of that so, In the Wicked We Trust is my book out. I do a podcast. I'm trying to grow a blog. I'm trying to do so many things. And for me, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. Like, I'm doing a lot, but it feel like I ain't doing shit. Like, I ain't doing enough. So, I think that's been really fucking with me. Especially turning 30. Which I am... Y'all know I'm not the best. I don't feel the best about. Like, I don't feel the greatest about turning 30 because I feel like I haven't accomplished shit. But I don't necessarily know if imposter syndrome applies to me. Like, I don't. Um, And I kind of, I'm. I have this article from the Harvard Business Review in front of me. And so basically, psychologists in a 1978 study found well, it focused on high-achieving women. And it said, despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon, as it was called then, persist in believing that they are not really bright and have fooled anyone who thinks otherwise. I think that kind of fits how I've been feeling because I feel like everybody fucks with my book right and people fuck with my podcast and shit like that but i still have that feeling of i haven't really achieved anything or like i don't know like it just it it feels like i've done nothing and i know it shouldn't feel like that and i still don't even know if this is the proper term for it somebody told me about it on Insta on Twitter and you know it kind of felt like it but then I I look at women like oh my god what what are the two beauty queens that just took their own lives hold on um what's her name what's her name what's her name Chelsea Christ is that her name no what is her name Chelsea Chelsea is that her name Chelsea Christ are we sure 
Chesley Christ. Okay, because I'm like, that don't that don't seem right. But I, I think of like Chesley Christ, right? And she took her own life. And we have this imposter syndrome thing that says you find it difficult to accept your high high achieving people it often affects who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments that girl was so accomplished like she was degreed up okay former miss usa like she had a great job she was a media correspondent like this girl had accomplishments on accomplishments on accomplishments and i don't know her so i would never sit here and try to you know diagnose her or predict what she was going through in any kind of way prayers to her and her family still because i know the decision to take your own life has to be a very um difficult one to come to that conclusion that that's what you feel like you need to do i i can't imagine the mindset of i don't want to be here no more like i can't do this shit no more i can't imagine coming to that conclusion and that realization but when i read about her being this just phenomenal pageant queen with all of these accolades and accomplishments and everything she has done i cannot help but to suspect like damn maybe she was dealing with a little bit of this this imposter syndrome this feeling like you know maybe you're not deserve feeling like you're not deserving of these these accolades or feeling like you are not deserving of these accomplishments or feeling like you know you're not good enough to have achieved these things and people just you know you didn't fool everybody into thinking that you're just this brilliant person but in the inside you feel like you ain't shit I don't know if that's what I'm experiencing I'm not a psychologist I'm not anything like that it kind of fits the bill but I don't really know. I feel like I just feel like I'm not doing enough. And that's not really a good feeling to be in, to be at because you ha- I've done shit. Like you've done shit. I've done shit. So, once you start like downplaying your accomplishments, you you don't really embrace them. And when you don't embrace them, you don't promote them. So I can see if if I was to really, really get deeper in that headspace, you ain't even promoting the goddamn book because you're not embracing it because you don't feel like you accomplished shit with it. Like, I just could see that shit getting deep and deep and deep. And then you, you read about people like Robin Williams who took his life and anybody who, you know, it, it's just so many. It's so many extremely talented and highly decorated and accomplished people who take their own fucking lives and then you know i just can't help but to think this imposter syndrome thing plays a slight part in that so i guess my biggest like i don't even know if it's a question i don't know what it is but it's like when when if like not now then when like if i don't feel accomplished like okay i published a book i'm working on another one i'm promoting my book and yada 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 when will i feel that like okay if i get if i get all the 
if they want to turn my book into a movie and I get all this shit, will I be satisfied? Then will I feel accomplished? Then, like, like I, I don't, I don't understand, and I don't want to seem ungrateful, but it's like, I just, I, I don't feel. Hmm. I don't know if I feel how I thought I would feel. I just don't feel like I'm doing shit. And, you know, people on the outside tell me all day they proud of me. And I'm, I'm, I done did my big one with this. And, I mean, I think I have. And I'm, I'm happy with the body of work that I put out. I'm extremely happy about it. And I'm even more happy that people are enjoying it and like it and taking something from it. And, like, you have people who I know for a fact are not active readers, especially readers of semi-urban novels, period, to any degree. And they are reading this book and telling me I cannot put it down. I had a great review that almost brought me to tears from a bookstagrammer jazz reads um, i posted her on my story when she she made the post it was such a beautiful post and she's more of a sci-fi girl and you know she said she's kind of new to the urban fiction genre lane and she loved my book and she was like i, I couldn't put it down she was like some parts i felt it was just a little too rushed because i wanted it to keep going like i didn't want it to end and so you have people who don't even who don't even rock with that type of writing but they they're enjoying my book and i'm humbled by that and i never want to take that for granted i just feel like i just wish i could like just stop and enjoy it for a minute and i really just feel like i can't because it's so much more shit i want to do there's a list of things that I want to do. There's a list of things I want to make happen. There's a list. There's just, just a list. Like, it's a very long laundry list of shit that I want done and shit that I want to do and shit that I want to accomplish. So I guess that's that's why it's been difficult for me to even accept the like my first accomplishment. Like, doing a media event, I did a big Lexi event. I always wanted to do that with my podcast, and I did it. And then I, I dropped my book. I did a really dope exclusive interview for Not As TV with Talia Tilly, who, you know, she was she had the situation with the producer Hitmaker, and she was rumored to have the situation with Pop Smoke. You know, I did that, and I got, like, my... That was, like, my first time, no Tino Shea, actually getting paid. Well, I take that back. That wasn't my first time getting paid for an interview, but it was, like, my first time getting paid to, like, go out of town and conduct an interview like that. So, it's like, okay, you're accomplishing things, but why the fuck don't it feel like you're accomplishing things? Like, that's just so odd to me. And I know I can't be the only person feeling like I'm feeling it. I think some people would, would feel like, well, that's a good thing. You know, you're never satisfied and you always want more and more and more. But, yeah, it may be a good thing, but it's also a bad thing when you when you are not able to just sit in it and enjoy. Like like be and be proud of yourself. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing. And you know, with the whole imposter syndrome, I mean, maybe that's what it boils down to, but I, I don't I don't really know enough about it. 
I just know when it came up on my timeline, I thought it was like, damn, that you know that that's a that's a really good term, and it kind of describes what I'm feeling. Let's read a little bit more. Um, there's room to question imposter syndrome as the re- as the reason women may be inclined to distrust their success. So yeah, like I, a lot of women. It's it's just weird. Like we reach shit, and it's it, we just don't even think we're worthy of it. And I I would be curious to know like if this affects black women more than white women. Like if black women feel like this, because I know you know we have the whole black girl in luxury movement, right? And we love to see that, but I wonder if black women feel this imposter syndrome more. Because, like, let's talk about the black girl luxury thing, right? Because I think that's a really good example. So, black girls get Birkin bags. Everybody makes a big fuss about it. Everybody. Why are you showing off a Birkin bag? We in a pandemic. Black girl get a Range Rover. Why are you showing off your Range Rover? We in a pandemic. People ain't got jobs and da 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 da. They don't do that shit to white women. And a lot of times, when black girls just live a life of fucking luxury, bro, like, just live a life of luxury, whether they grinded for it, maybe they had a boutique for it, maybe they just got a good raise at work, maybe they just have a good damn job and they like spurging on themselves and taking fly pictures, but when black women are in luxury of any kind, it is being a bad thing, it's it's like being looked at as a bad thing. And I can see that whole imposter syndrome coming in with that being kind of like, okay, well, damn, why do I deserve this lifestyle? Why do I deserve these nice things? Why do I deserve this? Why do I deserve that? I, I definitely could see imposter syndrome going there with it. And that's another thing we have to stop doing. When you see a black girl living lavish, when you see a black girl with a Louis or a Chanel or a Gucci or... Maybe she ain't got none of that shit. Maybe she just look fucking good. Maybe she just a fly bitch who know how to put that shit on. And know how to do her hair right and do her makeup right. And she just like to get fly. Period. Maybe she got like a fly car, but she don't dress the nicest. Like, stop questioning black women for having shit. Because y'all don't do that shit with white women. And it bothers me because black women and black men do it to other black people period you know i don't like that like if you see a, a black girl and she and she's she got that shit on and she i don't give a fuck if she got a twelve thousand dollar purse like stop making black women feel bad for the shit that they have and i know i'm kind of all over the place right now but the only reason i brought that up is because i could see this imposter syndrome applying to that because y'all beat black women down for having nice shit. So I could see them feeling like, well, damn, maybe I don't deserve this. Maybe I don't deserve this lifestyle. And bitch, you absolutely the fuck do. Like, you absolutely deserve to live comfortably. Even if even if Chanel's ain't your thing. Even if a big body Benz ain't your thing. You deserve to eat at, at good restaurants. You deserve to eat good, bitch. You deserve top-of-the-line skincare, bitch. Like, you deserve... Whatever little luxuries that is your thing that you like, that you're into, period. So I could definitely see this imposter syndrome applying to that. Um, You know, and another thing that people tend to do that I don't like, like if a black woman have a Chanel, she a scammer or she fucking a drug dealer, period. 
period. And that's just unfair. That's just unfair. I know black girls who are fucking scientists, teachers, social workers, lawyers. Maybe a bitch just, maybe a bitch just, just got a good job. Or maybe a bitch just got a nice saving and she felt like, felt like spurging that day. This life shit is short, bro. Like, I'm all for saving money for a rainy day. I've been getting way, way better with saving my money and trying to make my money stretch and all that shit. But, bro, at the end of the fucking day, life is short. You're going to die. You're going to die and leave money in the fucking bank. Period. And that money is going to be for somebody else to fight over. Mm Mm-mm. Spin that shit. If you got it, spin it. I don't give a fuck. Spin that shit. Buy yourself something. Treat yourself. Mm-mm. I got the exact car I wanted. I got a fucking closet full of clothes. I have shoes. I have all that shit. Spin that shit. Like, you could save a little bit for a rainy day. I actually have a fucking rainy day coming up because I had to drop 1800 on a car that I just fucking got. But we won't, we won't talk about that right now because I'm going to get mad. But spin that shit. I went shopping this weekend. Bought a whole whole bunch of shit. Heels, bathing suits, dresses. I I I went crazy like <laughs> this weekend. I really did. But you can't take it with you. Don't let nobody tell you that you're undeserving of shit. Like and they so quick to do that shit with black people. And and I just I hate it. And it comes from other black people. Listen, financial literacy is key. Be financial literacy. You you know, have your good credit, all that shit, but do not tell black people or all black people buy is jewelry or all we buy is this and all we buy is that. Y'all don't say that shit to white people, bro. Everybody want to talk about the dude who run Facebook and um the dude who run Amazon and like, oh, they billionaires and they don't have all that shit on. Them niggas is wearing three and $400 white tees. Please do not be fooled that them boys just walking around with some Walmart t-shirts on and some slacks. Bitch, they're not. They are not. They rocking the same designer that the rappers design that the rappers is rocking. The only thing, the only difference is they they may not fuck with the, like the super label heaviness of it. You know what I'm saying? They may not rock the black t- the, the the shirt that say Balenciaga across the chest in big ass bold letters. But bitch. When you look inside the shirt, you see that tag. They got that shit on. They rocking the exact same designers. And I don't. I just don't like how y'all try to glorify like white men is is like. Oh, you see, they're rich, and that's how they got rich because they didn't buy Balenciaga fucking sneakers and da da Like them, Nick, them white men got that shit on. They got that shit on. Please believe me. Please don't think that. Them little beaded bracelets and shit that be that they be wearing that shit probably coming custom made from fucking India three four five six hundred dollars a goddamn bracelet. Please do not be swayed. They look like they got a G shop. Get close enough. That bitch is a Richard Millie. Them boys is wearing five hundred thousand six hundred thousand dollar watches. Plain Janes, no bust down, no diamonds in it. You don't need it. That shit five hundred thousand dollars. You don't need the fucking. You don't need it. But don't, don't, I just, I hate when y'all do that shit. Like, y'all glorify that type of shit. Oh, look how plain they dress. And, you know, you got a black girl or a black man and they design her down, drip down. You know, everybody got a problem with it. I don't like that shit. I don't like that shit. Like, let people have nice things. And I, I even have to tell myself that. Like, bitch, have nice things. 
Like when my car died, I was just going to get something quick. And I'm like, no, bitch, have, go get what you want. You work a lot. You work hard. You can aff- you can more than afford it. Go get that shit. So it's like I'm I'm having to I just been trying to remind myself of this like you you accomplish these things. You've been checking shit off the list. And I think it's been coming because a lot of the shit that I've been wanting to do is has gotten canceled. Like my book rollout went to shit. It was hell. And everybody's like, oh have a book signing, have a book signing. I have not sold enough books to garner a book signing level response. I have to get out there and push and promote this book. I feel like having a book signing at this point right here is performative as fuck. And and maybe that's that imposter syndrome kicking in, but I'm just not that girl yet. I have I feel like I have way more work to do before I start scheduling and handling and having fucking book signings. Period. Period. It just is what it is. I mean, that would be great. That would be ideal. But I don't even see the benefit in that right now because I have to promote the book. I have to continue to promote it. I have to do these markets. I have to do these book events. I have one in August lined up. Like three of my events got canceled in a span of a fucking week. I'm talking about I don't already took off. I'm making arrangements to go. And that shit was like back to back to back to back to back. South by Southwest got canceled because I have a fucking... $1,800 car repair. So that had to go on the shelf at the time. You know, the Chicago event, that had to go. It's just, it's been so fucking much. Like, like my book release event, that got canceled. You know, so, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I, I, feel like I have a lot to do. I feel like I'm behind and maybe that's why I haven't been able to just sit back and inhale, exhale, and enjoy some of the fruits of my labor. But yeah, yeah, girl, I don't know. It's a lot. And I just know I'm not the only bitch feeling like this. It is a lot. It is a lot, a lot. So how are we doing? How's it doing, girl? Inhale, exhale. Um, good sis segment. We ain't, we ain't done one of them in a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I've been listening to this. I don't know if it's a podcast. I don't know if she wants to call herself a podcast, but she has a really good show on YouTube, and she highlights the case of missing black women. And her, I know her name is Leah. I'm going to get her full name and um, post it on one of my pages because she only does videos about missing black women women, and she does a phenomenal job highlighting everything. And I just want to give her all the praise because she's been doing really, really good. Um, Let me go back to my good sis segment. Give me two seconds, girl. Two seconds. Two seconds, honey. Okay, here we go. Sheena Gibbs. So, Sheena Gibbs, wait, real quick. Let me just perform a quick Google search before I get to. And, and you know, it's not going to be too long, but this is like two week old tea. 
Why the fuck fashion over ads keep popping up? That's all I shop on. So this is a Chicago woman. Um, Sheena Gibbs, 40. At the time of this particular article, she had been missing for 110 days. This was two weeks ago. So she was last seen in Rogers Park where she lived. But it's been month, like three months now or a little over three months. And her family has not seen or heard from her. And they're saying it's not like her. They last spoke to her on November 3rd. She was supposed to drive to Davenport, Ohio to care for her mother who was in the hospital, but she never made it there. Before she disappeared, she was in regular contact. You know, she is a cancer survival, a cancer survivor. She's a social justice activist, a Northwestern grad, a home health aide. Like she she just wore all of these hats, right? And she's just gone. Just gone. Like they don't know if she they don't know if she disappeared on the road. They don't know if she ever made it. It seems like they don't know if she ever made it to her destination. It's like okay, she was last seen near Greenleaf and Greenleaf and Sheridan. I don't know where that is. I don't know if that's in Iowa or if that's in Chicago. I'm not sure. See, I don't know where she was last, like, her last, like, location was. I don't know if that was close to her home or what. Let, let me let me open up another article real, 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 real quick. Yeah, so it's, it's and y'all Chicago people can kind of tap in and let me know, but it seems like Greenleaf and Sheridan was near, somewhere near Roger Park. That's what it's sounding like. Police have classified her disappearance as high risk. Um, meaning that they think she's in danger. Like, they think she's in danger, but it's really sad because they don't know. And they couldn't track her cell phone because it's been turned off. They don't know. It, it's just, it, it's not even a lot of information regarding Sheena. Because it's so much unknown. Like, her phone was turned off. That's never a good sign. They haven't found her car from what it sounds like. So you just don't know. Like, you just don't know. You just... It's, she's only 40 years old. She wears all these hats. I mean, missing for three months, that's never good. You don't know what could have happened. You don't know if she, she got in an accident. Her car went in some water. You don't know if anybody took... I mean, if they're classifying it as high risk, they're thinking that, you know, maybe something something tragic happened to her. But it's just incredibly sad that we have no idea because this woman, we've never heard of her. She ain't been on the news outside of Chicago. I just happened to come across her because I research missing black women. My Google search literally says missing black women. And I I just, I keep up with it. But it bothers me because then I see cases like, oh my God, where's this lady? Sherry Papini. Do y'all remember her? She was the lady like in 2016, she faked her abduction and they found her like on the side of the road. And it was like a big thing. Everybody was looking for her. She was a California mother, white, blonde hair. 
And come to find out, she lied about the whole fucking kidnapping. And they're just now bringing charges against her. She left her family and her life to go live with her fucking boyfriend. But she faked this whole big disappearance and said she was kidnapped by Mexicans and beat up and left on the side of the road. Well, come to find out, she faked that whole shit. And that that pisses me off. In which, you know, I know that was years... Like, that Sherry shit happened years before. Sheena... But it's just, it bothers me because authorities and world news and, you know, the news will spend so much time on a missing white woman. If a white woman goes missing, the world fucking stops. Now, all them resources that they dedicated to Sherry Papini, I'm actually glad that they're charging her because that was a really big story. They was looking for this lady. They didn't know what the hell happened to her. They thinking something happened to her. Meanwhile, black women and children were going missing still going missing and not getting half the coverage and come to find out that she fucking lying. That shit bothers me because you got missing black women and black men and children who are missing and they don't even get a quarter of that coverage and that y'all dedicated to a motherfucking lie. That's frustrating to me. And if it's frustrating to me, it has to frustrate the family, the friends, the children, the loved ones of these missing black women and men and children. That's fucked up. Like, and, and I hope they continue to charge people who do shit like that. Because you went missing just to run away with your old nigga. Bitch, say it with your chest. I want to go fuck on my old nigga for the weekend. Bitch like me would have said it with my whole chest. I'm not, <laughs> listen, I'm not finna call, like, I'm not finna fake a damn disappearance when it's just way too many people who have disappeared and who are missing right now to this day who are missing to be playing like that. You got these people giving you all this goddamn time and resources and you around here fucking playing bitch like me. Girl, one thing about it, sis, if you wanted to go fuck, you could have went and fucked. Miss Sherry Pampini, Papini, or however the hell you say your name, sis, girl, if you, bitch, who? Bitch, I ain't never had a lot of go fuck. Stop playing. Stop playing. So I get frustrated when I, when I hear and I see stuff like that because... You know, we, we got other black women who missing without a trace, such as Miss Sheena Woods out of Chicago. I mean, Sheena Gibbs. I'm sorry, Sheena Gibbs from out of Chicago. And I just happened to, to come across her. And even with this, there's no new updates. This article is from two weeks ago. It's nothing new. Nobody's covered this. Nobody has said anything about it. You know, I, I'm damn near inclined to, to pitch her story to my editor and see like can we can we talk can we talk about it like i i want to i want to pitch her story like shit i want to do my due diligence as a damn blogger and you know see if she in magazine will let me pitch a topic or something like that it's, it's just i don't like this like i don't like this shit guys i don't like it i don't like this um I don't know. I've been thinking long and hard about like how I can do my part when it comes to missing black women, children. I don't know what I can do. Like I would, I wanted to start a YouTube channel, but I'm not even gonna lie. I would, I can never dedicate that much time to that. I, I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to dedicate that much time to a separate YouTube channel. I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't, but you know, that's why we do the good sis statement because I don't know no other way that I can do my part. 
I don't know no other way that I can lend my voice and my little itty bitty platform to the cause other than doing these good sis segments. Like I said, I thought about the channel, but I, when would I have time? Like, honestly, I write all week, weekends, I do this or I interview or whatever. Like, when would I even have time? But this is the purpose. Like, we can kiki, we gonna joke, we gonna do our big one, we gonna laugh, we gonna talk about niggas and dicks and that. But we we got to, we got to acknowledge our good sisters that are out there in the motherfucking world who don't have a damn voice. Sheena Gibbs just gone. Like, it's just, it bothers me. And again, like I always say, she was doing nothing out of the ordinary. This lady was going, she was driving to Iowa to help care for her mom that was in the hospital. She wasn't doing nothing out of the ordinary, no high-risk activity, no nothing. Nothing that could have made her a target. She was simply existing. She was existing. She was going to do something that we all have done. My grandma was in the hospital. I used to get off work, go to the hospital, leave the hospital 10, 11 o'clock at night, come home by myself, nothing high risk about it. Never knew who the fuck might have been sitting there watching and waiting and paying attention to my patterns. You know what I'm saying? You never knew if anybody was sitting there lurking. Okay, I know she come home around about 1130 because I remember when my grandma was still alive, my grandma stayed on a complete other side of town for me. Like when I used to get off work in the evenings, I used to have to literally pass my house to go to her house. Or go to the hospital. Because I grew up around the corner from my grandma. But then obviously my apartment. I moved. I, I was across town. So you not coming home till 10, 30, 11 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? That sometimes you don't you don't know who was watching you again. You not doing no high risk activity. I'm about to leave right now. And go to fucking McDonald's. And get me a hot fudge sundae and a coat. Because I'm craving it. Don't have no idea who I just motherfucking lurking. You just never know. And that is... It's it's scary. It's it's very scary. So I'm praying for Sheena Gibbs. I hope it's some resolution. I hope she just pop up like, look, I needed me a break. I, I just needed a break. I needed a mental break. I was going through it and I had to I had to be away. I, I would love I would love to hear nothing more than that. Um so yeah. I'm going I'm finna go ahead and wrap it up, Jim. My sweets cravings it is kicking in and kicking ass, and I need something sweet. I need a Coca-Cola and some ice cream. That's been like my fat girl snack of choice, honey. So y'all head over to the Cake Dish official on Instagram. Um, listen to this episode. I'm not going to put it on YouTube because obviously it's just voices. Shout out to Lipstick Laundry for having me on their recent show. I appreciate them over there for being my my sister in podcasting. And um, yeah, so girl, I hope y'all have a good week. I just wanted to catch up. We ain't got a chance to just catch up. Y'all slide in my DM. Let me know what y'all think about this whole imposter syndrome. Like... Let me know your thoughts on it. I'm I'm very um interested in hearing what y'all got to say. But girl, I'm about to head out. And I wish you girls a happy Monday, happy start of the week, busy week, busy, busy, busy. But you know, love that for me. And until next time.